Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome back. In this series, we've been talking a lot about selling. So in this episode, we're going to talk about recruiting and how to avoid the common mistakes that direct sellers make this time of year. Team building is a year-round activity, but there are a few tweaks that you might want to make this time of year to accommodate the holiday season. But there's one thing that never changes no matter when you're recruiting, and that's inviting people to get more information about the opportunity instead of asking them to join your team. Becoming a direct seller isn't a life-changing decision for most people, but it could be, and when people make thoughtful decisions, they're more successful. So buying a bunch of gifts or loving your products aren't reasons to join, but they might be indicators that they're interested in more information. So instead of saying, you should join my team, invite them to an opportunity event. So you could say something like, My team is having an information night on Thursday where my upline will share an overview of the XYZ opportunity. It may or may not be for you right now, but I would love for you to hop on the call so that you have the information. If someone's ready to join, they might get on the call. And if they can't get on the call, they'll probably say something like, oh, I can't make it on Thursday, but I would love to get more information. And now you're in a sponsoring conversation with them. There's a decision process that all business builders go through before they become direct sellers. Saying something like, you should join my team, or have you ever thought about being an XYZ consultant, can start the decision process even subconsciously. But the problem with approaching the conversation with one of those statements is that the knee-jerk reaction from someone, especially if they haven't started the process yet, is to say no. And most direct sellers take that as a no, not ever or they don't know how to approach the conversation again. It's like someone asking you to marry them before it's a natural time in the relationship. If you jump the gun and ask that question too early, continuing the relationship is awkward. However, inviting someone to get more information about the opportunity rather than asking them to join your team is like dating, and now you're working with the process. When someone's in the decision process, they ask themselves three questions. They might not even be conscious of the questions, but they have to get a feeling of a yes to all three of them before they join to build a business. Understanding the decision process that a potential team member goes through makes it easier to work with, especially around the holidays. So the first question is, can being a consultant meet my needs? Business builders are looking beyond the products, and if they just have a need for money for something like holiday shopping, there are easier ways to get that than to start a business. A lot of stores advertise for seasonal help right now, and those jobs have a guaranteed paycheck at the end of the shift and only require basic training. But your business isn't like that. And when you advertise it to be like that, you're going to get people who have the mentality of an hourly seasonal employee. Now, I'm not implying that there's something wrong with wanting a no-obligation seasonal job where you get paid by the hour. There isn't. But don't bait and switch people by telling them that they can do this just for the season and make some extra money so that they can have a debt-free holiday 
and then get annoyed with them when they're frustrated that they didn't reach their goals or that they quit after the holidays. If someone's going into this thinking it's just for the holiday season, she's not going to be invested in learning or in building a business. So if you're leading with the kit or the discount or the push for holiday money, you might end up with a kidnapper because you're not talking about the whole opportunity. So the next question is, can I be successful? They need to know that there's a market for the products and that people are buying them. And they'll determine that based on the interactions in a party or in your VIP group. So encourage engagement that shows that people are interested in the products, not just engagement for the sake of engagement. You want to have the conversation based around what you sell. Have them share their experiences with the products and encourage them to ask questions. You can also say things like, people keep coming back for more XYZ because whatever reason they're coming back for more XYZ for. Or you could say something like, this is the most popular XYZ item this holiday season. And that implies that you've sold a lot of holiday items and that's going to let people know that there's a need for the product. The third question is, can you help me be successful? If she gets a yes on the first two questions, she moves on to this one. And then she's wondering if she likes you, if you like your business, and if she wants a business like yours. Some people come into your world on the first question and move through their questions very quickly. Some people stop on the first question, and some people take years to move through all the questions. There's also people who start the process with another consultant or another company. They might have gotten a no and stopped the process, or they might have gotten three yeses, but the consultant never offered them the opportunity or the consultant offered it to them before they were ready. And then the consultant didn't follow up with them. This is why you don't stop sponsoring during the holidays. If you don't offer opportunity events during the holidays and someone else does, they're going to go to those opportunity events. So if you're a leader, make sure that you're continuing to hold opportunity events through mid-December so that your team always has things to invite their potential team members to. And you can even do some fun holiday events, which we'll talk about at the end of this episode. And if you do opportunity chats with your downline, let them know when the cutoff for your availability is, especially if you're completely taking off between Christmas and New Year's. Now, if you're not a leader, make sure that you're aware of all the opportunity events that you have available to you. And it's important to offer both passive and active events. Passive events are things like a video on your website that your company did or a recording of an opportunity event that your leader did. You want things that people can watch whenever they want to without having to interact with you. It's like checking out dating apps or looking at houses on Zillow. You're curious, but you're not ready to talk to anyone yet. Active events are when there's engagement, like a Zoom call or a one-on-one chat. It's important to offer both active and passive events all throughout the year because certain events will appeal to certain people in certain stages of sponsoring and where they are in the decision process. Now, the biggest mistake that direct sellers make when recruiting around the holidays is that they sell the kit or the discount. It's always a great idea to offer the opportunity. It's never a good idea to sell the kit. If someone's placing a large order, Some direct sellers will tell them that they should just sign up for the discount. When someone signs up for the discount and that's all she wants to do, it costs you in the short term and in the long run. When she and her friends order $500 from you, you make about $150. When she and her friends order $500 from her, you make about $5 or $50 depending on your career plan. 
So this tactic costs you money, but it also has additional problems that are amplified during the holidays. Your new recruit who signed up for the discount at your suggestion will continue acting like a customer because she signed up for a discount and customers get discounts. Consultants earn commission. Susie's not interested in learning how to use the back office or getting training because customers don't need that. You told her to sign up to get a discount and that's what she did. She's treating this like she treats her Costco membership. So because she doesn't know how to place an order through her back office, you'll have to help her do that. And because she's too busy to read the company announcements and she just assumes it's mostly training that doesn't apply to her, she's not going to know about or understand the specials that are available to her and her friends. So when she misses a deadline or makes a mistake, if she does try to order on her own, she's going to contact you to fix it. And she's going to probably ask you to call the home office for her. And you don't have time to do that. And if you try to walk her through her back office, you'll just have to do it again after the holidays if she even sticks around that long. Holiday consultants who sign up for a holiday discount rarely become business builders or even year-round consultants. And when they do quit, a lot of the time they don't even return as a customer. So you might get some trip points or earn a promotion by signing up Susie as a holiday consultant, but you could have offered Susie a party instead, and then you could have served her and her friends well, helped her get host credits, met more people, and guided them through the stages of sponsoring. So let's talk about what happens when someone does join your team. When new team members join your team, it's always a good idea to have an onboarding and launching plan, but it's especially important to have one in place for the holidays. Your holiday plan needs to be flexible, but structured because you're busy, they're busy, and the people they're going to start serving are busy. I like new consultants to do four parties in the first 30 days because it gives them a good foundation of training and experience, and four parties are usually enough opportunities for them to earn at least part of their Fast Start program. However, depending on when they join, they might not have time to do four parties before the shipping deadline. And the closer we get to Christmas, the less attendance and results they might have. And you don't want them to think that this business is hard or that they're not cut out for it. So depending on when they join, they can still do four events in their first 30 days, but the events will just look a little different than a traditional party. So the first event is still going to be a self-hosted launch party so that they can introduce their friends and family to the products, get some sales and book some parties for January. It can be super casual and their friends and family are their warmest market. So they're going to give them the most grace. They know that this is their first party. So let them do it themselves and let them go ahead and just work through it. The second event is a party that's hosted by one of their friends. So they should offer the host opportunity to a good friend who can put together a party quickly so that they can get the experience of host coaching. So this will be another casual party. And if their friend wants to, she can keep the party open until after the holidays, invite more people to it, and then your new recruit can do a more polished party. Then I would have them set up their VIP group and do a modified version of a gifting event. They can even modify it to just post about the specials that your company is offering. This will get their VIP group going, give them experience going live, and give them some more sales. The two episodes prior to this one walk you through the gifting event and how to use your company specials. So go back and listen to those and have your new team members listen to those before they listen to the other 40 episodes of this podcast or even the other episodes of this series. Then the last event, and this might be tricky depending on when they signed up, is going to be a vendor event. So help them find a small, low-cost vendor event 
even if it's in someone's home with a few other direct sellers so that they can meet other people, get some sales and get some bookings for January. Now, if they do all four of these events, they're going to have some great training under their belt, get some sales, start to build a customer base and get bookings for the new year. If someone signs close to Christmas and doesn't have time to or doesn't want to get her business started before the holidays, have her focus on training and give her nooks and crannies activities to do. Give her a general recommendation of which training videos she should go through, what order she should do them in, and where she can find them because some might be in her back office and some might be on another platform. And then have her set up her VIP group, play around with the products in her kit, scroll through your teams and your company's Facebook groups, and listen to this podcast. Encourage her to set up her launch party after the holidays as early in January as she can and still have plenty of time to invite the people she wants to invite. And have her offer the host opportunity to people for the first few weeks of January. If she does that, she should have enough success to earn the first part of the Fast Start program and build momentum to keep going. Direct sellers who sign at the end of the year can launch very successfully if there's structure. And this is a great way to learn how to build a business alongside everything else in their life. It's also a great way to establish boundaries. Most new recruiters and even some seasoned recruiters respond to new recruits messages too quickly and they establish a pattern of an instant response. But because you're busy wrapping up your year and enjoying your holidays, you're going to feel more comfortable responding during office hours whatever that means to you, instead of responding instantly. And your team will become much more independent because you're allowing them to do that. The best recruiting tool that you have now and all throughout the year is living the lifestyle of a successful consultant. Your lifestyle, how you run your business, and how you show up can give people an easy yes to the last question in the decision process. Can you help me be successful? So what does that look like? First of all, you don't want to overpost about your specials or your business on your personal page or even in your VIP group. It makes you look desperate and it makes this business look unappealing. When you show up, even if it's not in a business situation, show up as your best self. No one wants to sign under someone who doesn't have her act together. Successful people still have problems, but they figure out how to solve their problems without a bunch of drama. Post about the fun things that you do when you're not working your business so that people see that you don't have to work all the time to be successful. You might be offering amazing specials right now, but if you only post about your business, people are going to think that your business has taken over your life. Post about the things that you get to do because of your business. If you get to go to your kid's holiday concert in the middle of the school day, post about it. Don't mention your business. You don't have to. Someone who is stuck in a job that doesn't give her any flexibility and is missing her kid's concert is going to put two and two together. If you want to post about the expensive gifts or the holiday trip that you go on, go ahead and do it, but don't mention your business. You know successful people who are successful in their businesses and their careers, and when they buy a new car, they're not saying, thanks to my job at IBM, I get to buy this car. And when they go to their kid's school, they're not saying, thank goodness I have a flexible job and I get to go to Johnny's concert. When you're working your business, make your business look fun. It's supposed to be fun. Show up to your group excited to be there and offer to serve. Sales is a service. Begging is not. You might be a few points or a few dollars away from a promotion or a trip or whatever big goal it is that you have, but don't post about that. 
When you earn your goal, great, post it. Tell everyone that you earned it, but don't ask them to help you earn it. That's the opposite of service. Another thing you can post about that's a recruiting sprinkle is the fun things that you get to do with your team. If you have a team holiday party, post about it just like you'd post about an office party. If you do it virtually, that's fine. Go ahead and post about it anyway. Maybe you wear an ugly sweater. So just post a picture of you and your ugly sweater and say that you're all ready for XYZ's team holiday party. You can also write about your business in your holiday letter, just like you would write about any other job. You can say something like, this year I've been loving my XYZ business and helping my customers do whatever your product helps them do and building a team of amazing women. Just don't add on. If you want to join us, contact me. So let me wrap up by giving you a couple of ideas of opportunity events that you can do this time of year. So you want to invite your team and their potential team members to an event where you'll do a fun activity. And I'm going to give you ideas for that activity in a second. So you can do this in person or you can do it virtually. When you're doing your activity, you can give shout outs to people who earn the trip or whatever incentive is happening right now. So you could say something like, I'm really proud of our team and everything that we've accomplished this year. Susie and Mary just started their businesses this year and they earned their fast start rewards. And Jenny and Sally are going to the Bahamas in May on the XYZ trip. And then later on, you can say something like 2024 is going to be an exciting year. XYZ is geared up for some amazing product launches. And I've been working behind the scenes with some other leaders to team up with them to provide you with even better support. So you're not going to do a full on opportunity event. You're just sprinkling in snippets to hit the major hot buttons. And hot buttons are the love languages of direct sales, and they're the reasons people make decisions. Someone who loves recognition or loves to travel will pick up on the recognition pieces. You don't have to share the numbers or do a whole top 10 recognition. Just hit the highlights of the people who are present. The status hot button person just needs to know that recognition is available for her when she joins your team. Now, if you don't have specific recognition to share, don't make it up. If no one earned a trip or the fast start or any other incentive, that's okay. You can say something like you're proud of all the growth that your team has experienced and how you've supported each other. You can say something really general like this has been our best year yet. When you're talking about 2024, again, be general. You don't have to know what the product launches are, but you know you're going to have product launches and they're probably going to be amazing. And you as a leader are going to be providing better support than you've ever provided before. It better doesn't have to mean more, so don't feel like you have to provide more meetings or more training. You're just letting the guests know that this is an amazing opportunity and a very supportive team. So let's talk more specifically about the activity that you're going to do during this event. If you do anything in the kitchen, you can make a simple holiday appetizer or two. If you're doing it virtually, then maybe you just demo the appetizers. If you sell anything craft-based, you can make a simple holiday project or demo an advanced technique. You could also play bingo if you sell something that doesn't lend itself to a group activity, or you could do a vision board workshop. If you're going to do a vision board workshop, make sure it's a vision board workshop and not a goal setting event. You want this to be light and fun and simple and easy. You want to have an activity and not just a social gathering when you're inviting guests, because if a guest is shy, she's going to feel awkward or she's going to attach herself to the person who invited her. Plus, it's hard to work in the sprinkles without doing a presentation. So when you do something like this, let people know that this is a team event. You can say something like, 
My team is having a special holiday gathering and we'll be playing bingo or learning some new recipes. And we'll also be sharing some basic information about the XYZ opportunity. We love to get together as a team and it's always a lot of fun. And I would love for you to come as my guest. So this is a conversation starter. You don't even need to tell them when the event is in the invitation. You're just starting the conversation, but you still want to be clear that there will be some basic information shared. You don't want them to think that they're coming to a customer appreciation event. That's really an opportunity event. Now, some people will ask questions about the event, such as, is it okay if I come, even though I'm not a consultant, or they might give you an objection. They might say something like, I'm not sure I'm ready to sign up yet. And then you can let them know that this is a fun, low key, no pressure event. And you think they're going to have a great time. And then you have to hold up your end of the bargain. So the event has to be fun, which might mean that you need to chat with your team before the event so that everyone's on the same page and shows up as their best self. If it's virtual, that means cameras on and they need to show up looking like they want to be there. If it's in person, they need to show up on time and they're engaging and they're positive. They can't complain about anything, even something non-business related. The event has to be no pressure. You're just going to sprinkle in information here and there. The opportunity information is part of the event, but it's not the main part. Then at the end of the event, encourage people to talk to the person who invited them if they have any questions. So this kind of event gives people a different view of the business. It's helpful for the social people and for the people who want to be part of something to see how collaborative and fun and not competitive this business is. It's also helpful for people who are in a different stage of life or have a different lifestyle than the person who invited them. If you're an empty nester and you invite a single millennial to your event, chances are she'll see there are people like her there and she'll see that this business isn't just for people like her mom. So make sure you have fun with this. This event is supposed to be fun. This business is supposed to be fun. I want you to enjoy the holidays, but I also want you to continue to build your business around the holidays. So if you have any questions, go ahead and send me a DM or ask in a Facebook group. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.